Megan, Megan, making conversation, podcasting beacon for the nation, for helpful, healthy information, and having fun getting it done. Yeah, that's all. Megan, Megan, making conversation now. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. (laughs) How are you? We're starting an octave higher than usual. (laughs) Maybe we should go even higher. I don't know. I don't know. Some noises and then just quit like supersonic. <laughs> <laughs> Take a breath. It's hot. It's hot. Wait, you gotta you gotta introduce us. Hey! So I was gonna try something different this week. Oh, like, okay. We're so we're so like they know who we are. Casual now. Yeah. Yeah, they, they know, know who we are. are. It's hot out. It's hot. Yeah, it's it my is, brain doesn't work. It is hot. Brains are not working super well. Um, but I'm curious, despite it being hot. Meg, did you work out today? I did. I yeah. did do the workout. I did it, came in at 5 a.m., did Whew. the workout. That was um, the time to do it today. It was, it was, like, <laughs> and it was still hot. <laughs> I can't imagine doing it any later than that time. Maybe like noon, like a buffoon. Yeah, like an idiot. Idiot. Oh, that'd be me. <laughs> it actually wasn't that bad. I thought it was going to be way worse, but I mm. think I had, like, set myself up mentally for just gonna be hot you're gonna yeah. sweat you're probably gonna be a little do. slower than usual and it's fine it wasn't that bad the sun wasn't really out i don't think but i also might have just blacked out like, did the, you go in a black hole yeah, i think i was <laughs> in a pretty deep deep hole for the nine or ten minutes oh, that man. i was outside yeah but i opted to work outside it's it's the summer of uh it's the season of of vitamin d oh yeah yeah which which brings me to my next question hmm. What did you wear to work out in today? Oh my gosh. So <laughs> funny story. I had to wear pants. What? I know. You didn't expect you that, did you? Yesterday too. With your hat on? No. No. I'm, I'm creating visions. You are. Yeah. I had shorts on. Okay. And a blue hat. Um, and a blue hat. I like the hat. Yeah, I love the hat. <laughs> Pro tip, always wear a hat. Uh-huh. <laughs> Except on snatch day, I feel like it might be a look. Well, I did thrusters with the hat in the brim. I just flipped it up. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then when I was doing cleans, I was facing the other way, so I'd bring it down. Okay. Smart. Yep. Smart. Yep. Pro tips. Yep. Yep. But tell me about um, your pants. So, pants. um, this will go actually go well. Uh, I didn't even think of this. So I wore pants because I was chafing so bad <laughs> from my thighs touching because my thighs touched because I got big thighs. Yeah, you do. And hamstrings. So, Strong. Yep. Uh, I couldn't walk right with shorts on. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> yes. So I had to wear damn pants. Oh, but then I found out warm up, I could roll them up to about my knees. Okay. So they're just like long shorts at yeah, that point. Great jams. They're what? Old pe- <laughs> Did I just date myself? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Hold on. People over 40 and under 50, you may recall jams. They were hot in the 80s, I believe, and they were just what we called long shorts, but I think they had to go below your knees. J-A-M-S? Jams. Yep. All right. Jams. Yeah. Oh my Never heard that before. See, we're friends, but we're definitely not the same age. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Side note. On oh, yeah. Google I was wearing jams. Jams. All right. And I started with um, a tank top on and I ended with my jams and my sports bra. Jams and a sports bra. Sounds sounds like CrossFit uniform of yeah. uh, summer. Except right there. the jams. Jams. 
In Rhode Island, we used to call them clam diggers. What? Yes. Huh. Clam diggers are pants that you roll up so you can go dig clams. Huh. Different than jams. I guess I'd call them capris. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you would call them if you were of a certain generation. All right. Now that we have identified our wow. wardrobe differences. Uh, what, uh, what, did you work out? I did. Oh, you did at the noon because you're an idiot. idiot. Um, <laughs> I did, but I, I came prepared. I have not been working out, so I have not, I have not accumulated the chafe yet. <laughs> I also have thighs that rub together. And, um, but I wore, I wore my, my short shorts today mm. um, because I was afraid that even shorts would chafe. <laughs> And, and I wore a tank top and a sports bra. And I say that because it's important to know that before I work out today, I think I took off my tank top. Yeah, I was like, like during the warm up. Yeah, well, I had to keep my tank top like kind of clean and dry for a meeting that I had right after. <laughs> and I knew if I kept it on, I would start like wiping my face with it. So yeah, pre-workout, I was down to sports bra and, and my booty shorts. Yeah, Love it. yeah. And it was, it really wasn't that bad, but you know. The workout or the heat? Your, your sports bra and booty shorts. That was fine. I didn't think about that too much. I, I worked out on Saturday too. And I also, I think I had shorts on, on Saturday, like running shorts kind of thing. Cause I was coaching. Yeah. I like to coach my booty shorts. And, um, and I actually regretted wearing my shorts because it was deadlifts and deadlifts. Like I do mm. like to have some cloth on yeah. my legs, especially when it's sticky. Cause it like the barbell will like stick on your legs and I yeah. like that feeling. So I remembered that going forward in the summer, but, um, but perhaps you're all wondering why in the world we're talking about what we had on today as if it matters what you wear to the gym, you can wear whatever the heck you want to the gym, but we're bringing it up because it's summer and we've, we've noticed that people are starting to change what they're wearing to the gym a little bit because it's hot last couple days have just been brutal and we thought that it would be a good time to bring up the topic of body image and crossfit and fitness and working out and uh wanted to give a trigger warning before we head into this that there are going to be some topics concerning eating disorders that we discussed today. And that if that's something that is a sensitive topic for you, then this might not be the podcast to listen to um, or to get a little bit more information from either Meg or myself before listening to it. So going forward from there, um, wondering if you've always felt comfortable taking your shirt off during a walk. No. Same. Nope. Definitely not. Yeah. It was super recent for me. It actually was all to do with having babies and not oh. giving a care anymore. Mm. It's just like, you know what? If I can grow a human and waddle around with this thing for, you know, culminating in nine months, then why do I care about what, what it looks like? Like, it's pretty cool actually. Um, but also I'm damn hot and I'm going to do whatever I want to do right in now. In all senses. In, uh, <laughs> oh my God. But it just, it was just like, what, what am I going to be more comfortable doing? Um, am I going to be more comfortable with my physical like body feeling comfortable or am I going to like lean to maybe some discomfort of what I feel like I look like and whether or not I'm 
how I like how I look in the moment. Um, and just decided, you know what, after 30 some odd years of maybe overthinking that a little too much, I don't care anymore. And I'm in, and I'm in a place where I know that no one else cares either. Mm-hmm. And that if anything, rocking my big old basketball belly without a shirt on might in fact inspire someone else. Mm. Um, or frighten them. <laughs> but I've heard Either more. Or. I've heard more of the the inspiring side of things. So if I frightened you, I'm sorry. I also don't care. We can chat. <laughs> I don't care. I love that. Um, what 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 changed for you? When did it change for you? Uh, that's a good question. I think it changed. It honestly changed within the last year, or maybe year and a half. Maybe right before the pandemic. And I think I just hit a point where I would look back at pictures of myself and be like, wow, I look really good. Like, I like how I looked. And then I'd remember how I, in that moment, like years ago, where my head was and thinking like, like, I'm, I don't look a certain way. I can't take my shirt off. And it broke my heart to look back so many times and think about the fact that I thought of myself that way. And then I said, fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to take my shirt off. And I was pretty uncomfortable that first time. But then realized, again, fuck it. No one cares. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I love myself. Mm -hmm. And TJ's, like, TJ loves me. And that's all I really care about. And he loves me no matter what. And supports me no matter what. And it gave me confidence to take my shirt off during a workout. It's hot. It's hot. God, I'm more comfortable. Yeah, way yeah. more comfortable. That's um, you said something that I wanted to respond to, and now I totally forgot what it was. But oh no, I remembered. So, so again, an, an age reference for mm. point of, of reference. So you're in your mid twenties. Yep. I'm in my early forties. I didn't have my aha moment until I was in my late thirties. Mm. So what I wish for people is that they could tap into their inner coach Megan and have this realization before they're in their late thirties, right? Have it earlier. So, you know, I, I just, I just feel like if there was something that, you know, that we could do as a gym or as coaches to, to, to model that or to help people who, you know, maybe you're sick of sweating through your clothes and you have contemplated taking your shirt off too, which is why a lot of people take their shirts off. Some people take their shirts off because they think they look great and they want to show that off good for them. That's awesome. Some people take their shirts off because like pregnant Meg, I didn't care that what I looked like. I was Mm -hmm. hot and I wanted to be more comfortable. And then also later pregnant Meg was like, and I might, that, that might be the inspiration someone else needs. And if I can help embody that, then I, then I can do it too. Yeah. And I think that another huge part of it was looking around and seeing other people taking their shirts off yeah um no matter who it was and yeah. i was like why am i so self-conscious about yeah. this like every like i think in a, the 6 a.m classes i went to everybody had their shirt off and yeah. i was the only one with the shirt on yeah like, what am i doing yeah like all like no, like this is beacon yeah yeah like, come on i know totally um, so, okay. So, so things changed and we're, we've sort of touched on like what happened or what our inspiration was, but, um, we're asking these questions because we're, we're just teasing out a little bit about 
our body image, our experience with our own body image, what changed, um, and how we got to where we are now. Um, so can I ask you first sure. to, to share with us a little bit of your body image journey mm. and how you got to your shirt off wad now and your jams. Yeah. <laughs> See, I feel like I would be more self-conscious wearing jams at this point. I'm not, I'm not like the lower body clothes. I just really struggle with. We'll get into that too. Oh That's God. another part of this. <laughs> jams. Wow. Okay. I'm never forgetting that. Um, yes. So growing up, I would, I, I grew really fast. So I was one, it's weird because I'm now the shortest, but I was the tallest till like sixth grade. And then I stopped growing. Um, but that meant like I, I gained weight really fast too. So like I was, I was a bigger, muscular, tall girl in my class. There was a picture. I was in first grade. I looked like a fifth grader. Like I was that person in the back that was like huge, <laughs> like tall. With the big kid in the yeah, back. Yeah, like with the Aww. big kid in the back. And I saw a picture, uh, I saw that picture recently and I was like, what? <laughs> like, I know all those kids and I grew up with those kids. That's not, that can't be my class. Oh my gosh. So like, I, like, I grew up hanging out with the guys. Um, and that's kind of like a lot of, guys would come up to me saying like oh i wish i had your legs i wish i had your arms mm. you're so strong i wish i wish i wish like i just want to be a girl like mm. i want and i'm saying girl as in like the um what the magazines and what the movies are making it out to be like the skinny uh toned little itty bitty person and that's who i wanted to look like for a lot of my life um I didn't really do anything to make myself look like that, which is um, good, probably um, okay, healthy, yeah. I mm -hmm. guess. Um, but I always wished it was always in the back of my head that I, like, I don't fit into what society wants me to look like. And that actually went through a lot of until college, like high school. I was never the person that like the guys would go to, and I was heartbroken by it but I just put myself into sports and kept going and kept going to the gym. And Didn't <laughs> you become Mrs. Leach like pretty early on into college? So yes. maybe you were doing something right all along. I know, because TJ like swept me up Aww. in college and made me feel so pretty and beautiful and I don't know, made me love myself, That's which is like, I, oh. Podcast users, you can't you can't see this right now, oh but gosh. OG Meg's got like some serious goosebumps going on from that. That's that's amazing. Yeah, and not that that was the goal to go to college right. and like be affirmed by a man, but like you went to college, you lived your full self, and then you met the love of your life. Like, yeah, there's something to that. Yeah, and someone who lifts you up and makes you feel amazing. Mm -hmm. That's that's what everyone. Well, I shouldn't say that. That's what a lot of people are after. Yeah. Even if they don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Aww. yeah, that's, that's kind of my short and sweet story of my body image. Yeah. <laughs> and I was the same height and weight. I fluctuated in muscle and, and whatever for years, but since like sixth grade. Wow. Like, I don't, I don't really care. I've been five, three, one fifty since sixth grade. And yeah. that's like, that's pretty big for a sixth grader. Yeah. 
I mean, there are sixth graders yeah. who are that, but yeah, you generally probably on the bigger side. I was. <laughs> and my, my pediatrician would tell me on the chart I was obese. And I was like, oh. well, I'm not. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of days BMI. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, here I am. Yeah. One fifty and five three. Yeah, and freaking strong as I said strong. <laughs> I said I to think, myself, I think you I said I, it like two or three times. I think I've sworn a lot yeah, during this. We should have maybe put a little warning on that too. This is don't listen to this one with your kids, everyone. We know you have. <laughs> you gather around the radio late at night. Oh, it's the next grade podcast. Poor Joe. I'm sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joe. Oh. I've been doing that a lot lately with the boys. We're listening to Harry Potter and it's the seventh one. And this is the one where like Ron starts saying mm. bastard a lot. And I think Mrs. Weasley at one point says bitch. And I'm oh, like, gosh. just, I'm like, like ready for it. <laughs> and they say the words and I'm like, okay guys, don't say those words. Those aren't nice words. Or as they're saying it. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Pause. <laughs> um, Someone well, sat on the remote. <laughs> thank you for sharing your, your journey. But even after like, like sort of co coming to that piece, like in college, you, it still took a few years oh, to like gosh, yeah. come here and, and start to realize like what your body can do is going to be more important than oh, God. how your body looks. Yeah. And we'll talk about a quote that I love later, yeah. but yeah. Yes. I love that quote too. Um, all right. So I'll how, go. How about you? It's, <laughs> um, next. <laughs> oh, is it my turn now? <laughs> um, so so how it started for me growing up, um, body image was definitely a major, major conversation in my house. My mom is very thin. My dad was very fit. Um, and, and there was always an emphasis on, on looking good and looking a certain way. I, I think, you know, looking back on it now, I think, you know, most people would say that I had a beautiful body and, you know, like nothing to, to worry about or, you know, whatever. Um, but that it was always this concern, like, well, don't eat too much of that or don't, you know, like there was just always that pressure. And, and when I was in high school, I developed an eating disorder sort of unrelated to those pressures, but as a response to um, a, a family incident and, and I was anorexic for, um, four months, which doesn't seem like a long time. Although in the eating disorder world, there is no like, it doesn't count or it wasn't long enough. It was, I was, I lost a lot of weight very quickly. Um, and I remember um, how quickly, what my body could do changed. And I was exercising fanatically too. Um, and my joints started hurting and my, my body wasn't able to do things because it hurt and my muscle mass was just going away so fast. Um, and then I very quickly developed a bulimic eating disorder. And so then eating obsessively, eating a lot emotionally. Um, and so for years, uh, I thought of myself as being very overweight. That was because of the standard that had been set in my home. Um, and so that that just plagued me for a really long time was that I just, I, I used food emotionally. I, you know, relied on it. It was never a joyful thing. It was never a fuel thing. Um, and, and it took years of dealing with, but, you know, depression and anxiety and eating disorder to kind of come around to where I'm at now. Um, 
which also, you know, in the eating disorder world, I would, I would say I'm still in recovery. Like it hasn't gone away. Um, but it was, you know, after like 10 years of you know, therapy and work and, and practice and, you know, you finding new tools and then finding CrossFit and CrossFit, um, when I came to it, I was pretty good at it right out of the, right out of the gate. Um, and when I made the connection that the food that I was eating and the relationship that I had with food was impacting what I was going to be able to do in the gym. And I really liked what I was doing in the gym and how that made me feel. And again, it wasn't overnight, it wasn't right away, but it helped me be able to change my relationship with food. Um, and then my relationship with my body sort of dis disproportionately changed pretty quickly. Like I was, my body size and shape hadn't changed that much, but I was like so confident in what my body could do. And I remember going home and wearing like tighter fitting clothes and just more, you know, more revealing things. And, and I remember the feedback from my family was like, not great that I was too muscular. I was bulky. I looked like a man, um, which, you know, are all very hurtful, harmful things. And it's taken me a long time to get beyond that, to go, yeah, but I can snatch weight over my head and I can back squat, you know, <laughs> twice my body weight. It, like, it takes a while to be able to appreciate what your body can do. But when you get there, it's more powerful than anything any, any person who has hurtful things to say to you can, can touch. Um, but I still have body image issues. I, it's, it's kind of a culture we grew up in. It's really, it's really messed up. You know, I, I think we've gotten away from even saying, you know, especially with women, like men, non-binary, anyone, people face body image issues all the time. It's expectations that we're supposed to look a certain way or fit into a certain box. Um, definitely, definitely all around the messaging is very pervasive. And I think one of the, you know, really nice things about being at Beacon is we're, we're, we're not inundated with it quite so much, but as soon as you leave Beacon, those messages are going to be there and it's going to be up to us to determine what we've learned in those spaces that make us feel good mm -hmm. and how we can take them with us and apply them and hold on to them and dig deep when, you know, those other messages try to, try to creep in. So that's my, how it started. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that Meg. It's my pleasure. I'm, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you've come to a place where you're confident and comfortable. And yes, this doesn't mean that there's not struggles, like you said, but you know how to deal with it for the most part. Learning, learning those tools is um, one thing I can say. I can say thank you for many things, but having access to the sorts of therapy and sorts of tools I had was definitely a gift. Not everyone gets that. And People are, are plagued with, you know, their relationship with food for their entire lives if, mm -hmm. they, if they don't take ownership of that. And I'm, I'm glad that I did. And I'm glad that, you know, it, it works. Um, it works if you work it. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, for sure. But being able to come to a place where food is one of the tools that allows us to do these things that make us then feel so good and that bring us into this community of this shared thing that we, you know, we elect to do. It's like, and then we come together for parties and stuff and there's food and it's yeah. fun and we share it. And, you know, and it's not just carrots and 
chicken sticks. It's, you know, it's like chicken we stick. enjoy food. I don't know chicken, what the heck is a chicken stick? I like wanted it to be fun, but then I was like, well, I don't chicken need chicken nuggets. So I don't know. Chicken on a stick. Tender? Barbecue? Chicken tender? Sorry, you were on a really good roll. I couldn't. <laughs> but we come together and we, and we eat, you know, fuel food. Mm -hmm. We eat fun food. Like food is a part of our lives and it can be you know, a healthy part of our lives um, mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's that story. Um, what else? Oh, and, and the other, the other part of, uh, you know, and I already sort of touched on this, but, but, you know, being comfortable taking off our shirt is, is this product of, I'm not as concerned with you know, how I look or how I think I'm supposed to look or how I think other people want me to look or, but realizing that, you know, for the sake of personal comfort or like in my case today, I had to keep my tank top a little bit cleaner because I had to wear it again after my meeting or after my class and I didn't bring another one. And, you know, like, what do you want to do? Do you want to take your shirt off? Do you not want to take your shirt off? Maybe you haven't thought about it. Maybe you don't care. Maybe it does make you uncomfortable when other people take their shirts off. That's, you know, that's, that's our own personal journeys, but it doesn't need to dictate what we want to do with our bodily autonomy, our wardrobe autonomy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, if you want to, if you want to take that shirt off to be cool, show us your tattoos, whatever, then do you it. can do that. Do it. But put sunscreen do on. That, but put sunscreen on, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> um, will you share the quote with us that there's actually, I think there's two of them. They're both amazing. Yes. Let's see. Let me get it up. All right. So it is from Camille LeBlanc ba Bazinet. Bazinet. Yeah. Ah, I don't know if I've ever heard her name said. So that was pretty good read. Yeah. <laughs> um, she has two quotes. Um, the first one is bodies should be defined, but what they can do, not how they, they look. And that is just powerful. Mm -hmm. Like Meg, Meg, OG Meg even said, like she can snatch, she can body weight or a uh, uh, back squat half her body, or sorry, double her body weight, not half. <laughs> I'm sure you can do half, but People you can also shit. do <laughs> double. Um, and another one I, I like that she said was um, most women train to fit into some kind of box for the feminine body, how it's supposed to look, move and function, but it isn't right. Women should feel they can work out because they want to work out. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to work out to be thin to be toned. I want to work out because I want to be able to snatch 150 pounds. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can do that, but I want to do that sometime. <laughs> I know. That's our, that's our goal, snatch yeah. body weight. <laughs> That'd be sweet. That would be sweet. <laughs> and I'm not going to lose weight to be able to snatch my body weight. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get stronger so I can snatch my current body mm -hmm. weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, I love those two quotes because, I mean, for a little context too, if people don't know who Camille LeBlanc Bazinet is, she is a CrossFit athlete. Oh, right. She <laughs> won the games. Um, I can't remember what year, 
Um, she's a former gymnast. She's now a mom. She's a Canadian. She's on the Canadian weightlifting team too. Yeah, yeah. So she's and she is um, as far as your typical CrossFit female athlete goes. She's on the on the shorter side, um, and and so that's you know that's just always so impressive to me that she weightlifts you know the weights that she does and and is you know does the the work that she does is incredible given her smaller stature because just i mean with with any sport right there's kind of this golden um maybe sort of in crossfit anyway it's it's sort of a height there's like tends to be a you know like women tend to be like five five to five seven and men tend to be like five nine to maybe six feet and just with that like you know, having that sort of applicability across the board of like these different movements and mass moves mass, but also being, you know, light enough to do, you know, gymnastics movements and like there's, so she's just always impressive to me in that she's um, on the smaller side of athlete for, for the sport of CrossFit. But, but more importantly, she, um, you know, she's really nailed it with uh, like, I want to work out because like, Let's talk about another one of the huge assets of working out is that you get a major endorphin rush, which feels um, just awesome. You, you know, connect in these communities, which feels awesome. Like there's all sorts of other benefits of working out that are beyond biomarkers and, and weight. Um, and th that was the other thing that I was thinking of is when we were saying snatch, you know, double your body weight or snatching your body weight. My God. <laughs> double your body weight would be crazy. Oh, snatching 300 pounds. I think that happened at the games or the, you know, semifinals this past weekend. Jesus. But, um, but like, I don't weigh myself. I don't have a scale in my house. Um, and there was a workout last summer where I shouldn't say that. My husband has a scale in the house. I do not have a scale in the house. And last summer there was a workout that was based on body weight and I was pissed. Like, I don't want to step on that scale. That is very triggering for me. Um, and like with any other workout, just tell me the weights. I don't want it to be about, you know, my, and so I had to deal with my own personal like issues with that. And, um, but it was, it was just really insightful that that still for me is, I, I don't want to know how much I weigh because it really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't matter. I got weighed my entire time when I was pregnant too. And luckily they gave me the option to not look at the scale. And yeah. they asked me if I wanted to know. And I was like, I don't need to know. You let me know. If there's something concerning, you let me know. And actually there was, because at the end of both pregnancies, I lost weight. Like it, the scale didn't <clears throat> keep going up. And so that was, you know, that was a little concerning, but like, not enough that anything needed to change. It was right. more just, that's the kind of thing we're looking for. So why are we like perseverating on, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But and I, why do you need to get your weight? So I broke my pinky and they took my weight. I'm like, why do you need that? I know. I know. Like sure. Maybe anesthesia, but like after yeah. you got, I got surgery. Why am I, why, why, why yeah. am I getting my weight yeah. for a follow-up? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so totally. Jelly. I know there's so many other ways to measure our health and like the good science at this point knows that, but I feel like we're still stuck in sort of these antiquated measurement systems that, you know, like, like my doctors currently identify me as, as overweight. And I'm like, can we get to the naked part of the, um, 
exam where you look at my muscles and you go, oh, never mind, right? Like, because right. I'm having a real hard time, first of all, stepping on the scale. Second of all, with you coming at me with the BMI. Yeah. It's not going to fly. Mm-hmm. And then that's in my last doctor's appointment, when we did get to the the like physical part of the exam, she was like, oh, now I understand. Wow. She's like a former gymnast, my right. doctor, which was intentional. Why, why I chose her as a doctor, but she was like, now I understand. Look at your arms. Like it was just, there, yeah. was, there was this like moment of that's where that number on the scale is coming from because it doesn't really add up to people right. are like, how much do you weigh? Like, well, more than you think I should apparently. <laughs> With that, that uh, attitude. Yeah. Um, so, so I, you know, I, I think that's like, there are a couple other things we wanted to touch on. And, and one of them is that body shaming. And we've sort of already talked a little bit about it. And, you know, not that I was body shamed specifically or you in, in our doctor's office, but just that sort of like, there's only one, one size fits all for like what is healthy weight or, you know, body shaming. Like as soon as we leave the gym, I, I don't know about you, but I get comments on my arms all the time. Uh, no, listen to me all the time. <laughs> but like, it's definitely like my arms are definitely bigger than the average woman or or man, right? I mean, within like perspective. But like, I have muscles in my arms, and I don't wear long sleeves to hide them. But when I go outside of the CrossFit space, it's definitely more of a like, holy shit! <laughs> what do you do? That's the question. What do you do? Well, I lift weights, and. I love it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there, you know, you can't help but feel like there is a little bit of that shaming. And I, you know, I definitely have felt that too, of just like, it's not necessarily an appreciated thing. It's mm-hmm. more of a like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. There were sometimes growing up that people would come up to me and um, say things like, you totally win in an arm wrestling match. I'm like, cool. Like, what are you? Com- are you complimenting me? Are you just like making a statement? Did you spend all day coming up with that one. Yeah, it's like, real good. Do you want to do it? Like, I, I mean, I can just punch his face. I can't. <laughs> you want to see how strong I am? <laughs> I have some other techniques too. Yeah, arm wrestling. Jesus. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on. I know. I know. Well, and and some of it too. Like, I think I'm at a point where. I have enough um, appreciation of of what I can do and and what I know that my my commitment means and how good it makes me feel that I don't I don't get as put off by those yeah. sorts of comments, um, but some of it too just kind of comes out of a I don't know I guess there's a part of me that's like and you could too you know is that what this is about like maybe you know trying trying to put it more around like the empathy of like maybe there's a little jealousy or a little sadness or a little fear that like the person who's making that comment isn't as healthy as they wish they were Mm. or or they see someone walk into a space who's like glowing and proud and wearing a tank top and showing off their you know their assets right like yeah I, I think I read that somewhere or, you know, that's, that's like a thing, right. You know, the, the people who tear you down are the people who are mm-hmm. going through the biggest, right. Or like your journeys are not the same mm-hmm. and just, just remembering that. And that's, that's been a hard fought. Like it's taken me a long time to get there, but I can do that now. And 
wear that tank top in a space where no one else is for whatever reason, but, and not be worried about how I'm, how I'm going to feel about people's comments about my, mm. my body. But yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> it, it's definitely interesting. There's, there is definitely still, a, you know, a, a, you know, for women and men as well, but like this, and men struggle that with that when they come in here too, right? They want to get more toned. They want to, they want to build their, um, you know, they might bring up like specific body parts. I feel like that tends to be more on like the, the like prescribed cultural, like male expectation, right? Like I want a bigger chest or I want mm -hmm. bigger arms or, you know, and, um, and, and, women or female, you know, people identify as female are more like, well, I, you know, I'd like to tone, I'd like mm -hmm. to tone up lose, or slim down, lose like a 50, prescribed yeah. amount of pounds, yeah. 15 yep. pounds. Yep. Yeah. You have a certain number of pounds and there might be like one area that you're looking to like specifically tone down. Um, and you know, I think what a lot of people find when they start doing this work is they, they get so much more out of it than what their goals, you know, quote unquote goals were coming in. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> I think the one thing I will say about, about body image that where it can still be a little challenging, not only those experiences with people, but we laugh about this sometimes, but like finding clothes, I love summer because <laughs> I can wear sundresses and CrossFit workout clothes and lots of tank tops. But who was I just talking to about it today? Like, I don't wear t-shirts. I can't wear t-shirts. They don't fit. They're, are you like baking? I'm so baking. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like the, the crack of the, it's the just paper in, one. The, in my eyeball. <laughs> Your eye is cooking. Um, but yeah, like finding finding clothes can definitely be challenging. And I know as someone who is like, fluctuated up and down in my body size, like being comfortable in your clothes is important. Mm -hmm. It just, it just is. Um, I don't have a lot of clothes cause I still have that hangover of a certain number on the tag mm -hmm. or, you know, I, I don't know how I like envision wanting to look in clothes and then still just not quite matching up with that in a mirror. Like, you know, again, trigger warning, hopefully y'all got that in the beginning, but like that body dysmorphic body dysmorphia is like very real for me. And it goes up and down with like, what else is going on in life? What else is going on? You know, maybe stuff that's going on in the gym, but like sometimes how I look maybe in a picture or even in the mirror doesn't line up with maybe how I'm actually feeling, which is really weird. Um, if anyone wants to talk more about that, I'm happy to. Um, but I have this grounding place of like what I can do at Beacon to like, does it matter how you look or how you think you look right now? Like remember that crazy shit that you did with the barbell today, like, and how good that made you feel like, okay, yeah. true. Maybe today is not the day to buy the pants, but I like, Love that wad today where, you know, we had barbell or, yeah. or whatever it may be. You can even find the pants to fit over yeah. your calves and your thighs. Yeah. And, and my your... legs are short. God. Like, pants are impossible. Pants <laughs> suck. Pan no I... pants. We're in no pants season. No pants. Woo. If I could work out naked, I probably, eh. 
Do you remember when would, we, we had a women's night and we were like, and we're going to work out without our bras on. And some people were like, yay. Like the itty bitty titty. Yeah. And it was like, woohoo. <laughs> a lot of other people were like, pretty yeah. sure that's not going to work for me. <laughs> like anyway, you want to wear one, you wear one. You don't want to wear one. How about this? You don't wear one. And everyone's yay. okay with it. It never ended up happening, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just remember being like, I mean, not that I'm like, super endowed but it still might be a little uncomfortable i don't know there's something there <laughs> maybe not quite not a lot that plunge <laughs> but oh gosh i have a hard time um with uh certain style tank tops because my traps are big mm -hmm. and then like yeah like around i guess my whole bot like my whole torso <laughs> I'm just athletic. <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm like pointing at my my ribs in my chest. Mm. And I'm like, like nothing fits around that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then my arms are just like, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've Halter I, tops work halter well. Tops. Halter tops work good. And then like I struggle with, um, well, bathing suits are oh, tough because like when you're, you know, what? Where where maybe a, a smaller size on top and then the bottom <laughs> needs to be much oh, bigger, much very bigger. Very big. And when they 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 uh, sell them in sets, I'm like I can't. I know I can't. Yeah. So luckily, I'm not like, buying two sets. I, yeah. <laughs> you can find a friend to mix and match. Someone who's got like really Huge you know, boobs. big big boobs on top and then like little tiny hips. That Everybody exists, has right? Big boobs and that's little hard. butt. Let me know. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> We're both looking to pawn off the other half of our bathing suit. On you. <laughs> I've actually started wearing one pieces. Yeah. Um, because I can swim and I don't have to like worry about my top falling off, my bottom falling off, yeah. like going in opposite directions. Yeah. And I just like, it's weird because I feel way more comfortable at the beach without having to worry about two pieces. Yeah. But I can go to the gym and like be in shorts and tank yeah. shorts and a bra yeah, and yeah. move around. Like yeah. <laughs> beach, I'm not moving very much. Well, it's funny because I, I, excuse me, I kind of feel the opposite. Like I'm definitely in the in the two piece bathing mm. suit life. Um, but there are lots of times where and I feel like if we did a be Beacon Beach day, I wouldn't think twice about it. Like two piece, obviously. But Duh. in so many other places, it's still you know like. At just self-conscious like mm. I should have a one-piece on or I should have boy shorts on or mm. I wonder if other people are are uncomfortable or like I work at you know the last few years I've worked at a camp with kids and I would always make sure that I put my shirt on before mm. the parents came um I don't know why yeah we didn't have a rule but I just I was I was afraid I was going to make other people uncomfortable yeah in my bikini, which I had no problem wearing around the kids. Right. And none of them said, you know, yeah, whatever. They're in the waves. They're like having fun. Care. Yeah. They don't care. But yeah, we got some work to do as a society. Yeah. Come on. Let's get, let's get one. It was something I, that, that actually came up at the, at the past gym I worked with too. I remember there was an athlete there who had had an incredible, weight transformation journey and and had ended up losing a bunch of weight and I remember that she would rock these little booty shorts and it just wasn't always people just weren't supportive of it uh, and and it was behind you know it was like 
kind of just would, you know, and there's this part of me that was like coming out of my own kind of body transformation where I was like, if she wants to wear freaking booty shorts, then she should be able to wear booty shorts without like all y'all right. <laughs> having your thoughts about it. Like it's her journey. It's not her yours. journey. And she's freaking proud. And she has, I don't want to say she's earned every right to do it. Cause it's not like a right, but she can wear whatever the fuck she wants to wear whenever. Sorry, that's how I feel about it. Woo! We already gave the, the parents the warning. <laughs> The parents have the warning. I'm sweating. I feel like we should end this now with that big old f bomb or like open a door or something. Oh, some air. Okay. Class was ending, so we needed to to move spots. We're back. All right. All right. So on that note, (laughs) end the sun. Yeah, on that note, I think, you know, Meg and I and anyone who wants to to chat about this and our journey or, you know, Beacon as a as a community that is supportive of however you want to show up. And if that's wearing, you know, a sun hat and jams and a sports bra or wearing whatever you want to wear it doesn't matter but if you have questions or you're struggling or you're you know you're you're you want to try taking your shirt off but you're uncomfortable and you just need a moment of inspiration or support or whatever like we're we're here to help with that if that is something that you're looking for or not but just know that come as you are and we want you to be comfortable physically and emotionally. We want you to feel safe physically and emotionally. And that the hardest critic is going to be yourself, <laughs> on yourself. Um, but also paying attention to that little voice in your head if and when you find yourself maybe judging other people. And I mm. just to go back to that story I just shared about that, that young woman at the other um, gym I was at that's an important voice for you to pay attention to for your own journey. Um, since it's a reflection on ourselves, what we're, what we're putting out there um, about what other people can and should or shouldn't do. I uh, say this thing at yoga almost every single time. Oh, this is going to be a good ending. I can feel it. <laughs> um, we have our hands together, hearts, hands, uh, thumbs at heart center. And I say, um, thank you your mind for being kind to yourself and to to others and being able to notice without judgment. Can I say namaste? (laughs) But noticing without judgment is a huge practice that I've learned since getting my yoga teaching certification. It's with anything like in yoga, like notice when your mind wanders, don't judge that your mind wandered. Don't be hard on yourself bring it back to your breath mm-hmm. when you're walking on the street and you notice you're judging someone walking with their shoe untied I don't know <laughs> harsh oh, super hard sorry <laughs> I've been practicing just notice mm-hmm. be like all right I thought that mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. come back to yourself like mm-hmm. all right where am I going yeah. what am I doing yeah. walk and breathe yeah so that's awesome. I challenge you all to notice without judgment, being kind that. to yourself, to others. That's an amazing wrap up to today. 
Yeah, we're gonna end it there. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you all. If you have questions, comments, feedback, we're open to it. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.